1: Log Talk Radio. Game, bang, bang, used to grip, grip, grip Now I ride
2: for the Lord and I sip, sip, sip on that holy that water. Represent my father. Take a sip of that ghost. Teach about the low. How my life was low, like that viola. So I hope you guys are ready for a good show tonight. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, So first, we got we're talking about we got news because we're going to talk about news here in a second, and we're going to talk about what's going on or what happened, excuse me, in Charlottesville in the news. Um, Then we've got two educators tonight that are going to give us some great information. I said all of that, and none of them heard oh. any of that. Did y'all know I just did that entire thing on mute? The entire <laughs> thing on mute. Oh, wow. oh my God. Bang. We so mm-hmm. all missed the entire beautiful monologue, and it was all on mute. Jesus be oh. a <laughs> like, oh, my I just did that entire thing. On, everybody on Facebook live probably was like, oh, kill that. And I did it. I was only, all right, so I got you. Oh, Jesus.
1: But then so you had our
3: lives crazy out here, me blinking at the people. <laughs> 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 Thanks, bro. Appreciate you. I didn't have a monologue prepared for my life. That was
2: all you. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, y'all, I just, I, I'm just on mute. Like, I'm like, uh, Kelly, Kelly. Uh, Kelly, I don't do, I don't interview, I, done yeah, interview I Kelly. want to blame me,
1: blame me. And Kelly is. ain't said blame nothing. It. Kelly,
2: <laughs> oh my god! All right, we gonna so Listen, what up, Kelly? Goodness gracious, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what
2: up? <laughs> well, if you on Facebook Live, you just got a good monologue because that was pretty good. That was that was good. That was that was all right. Anyway, Kels, what's up? How you doing today?
4: I'm I'm doing
1: good.
2: How are you? Good, 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 good. I'm good. All right, Q, how you doing today?
1: I'm
3: doing well. <laughs> now that we made our way this way, I'm doing well.
1: <laughs> Glad to be here, ready
2: for this show. <laughs> good, good. Good, cuz how you
3: doing, I'm, man? But, so, I'm gonna just before you go, Latasha say you brought us in real good
2: though, so I'm, I can't go in on you too I bad. Did. You did. I did, <laughs> you did. Everybody on
4: the line was like, "Yo, yeah, that was yeah." I sang a little bit
5: for Kells and everything, and it
4: was
5: all oh, on you. Just missed it all. On you, you didn't sing <laughs> my name, did you? No, I didn't say your name. No, come on, dude. Okay, on, please girl. don't sing my name, bro. Come on, Unless, uh, <laughs> come
1: on. Man. We, we we don't can't get have like you that,
5: singing my name. I'm just no, saying, no, I'm just no, singing no, my no, name, bro. You can just no, say. Good. You, you good, <laughs> Yeah, I just said what's up, cuz. That's all
2: you get. Wooo. And you get,
5: to come out just like that? We're gonna
2: get yeah,
5: a peace love voice to do that. No, we good. We good. Yeah. You, you all right though? Oh, I'm super cool, in there, You know. Yep. Doing well.
2: Cool. Cool. Hey, if you real quick, also, if you guys are listening, if you guys are online, do me a favor, hit the share button on the post, letting everybody know that we're on, on the air. Same thing if you're listening to one of our live feeds, do that for us too. So, all right, Kuzo, what you got in the news? Well,
5: as always, our news is brought to you by the good people at Up and Added Travel. That's me. That's my business. And I do discounts on traveling. I also have a website. It is travel paycation dot com. So, our news this week is uh back on our melanin again, but not so much Kaepernick because it was bigger than him this go around Ah, uh, there's a march, and Virginia is being taken over. Um, and our good president, well, forty five, as they call him, that what they call him, forty five, has decided to speak his voice on it. And many claim and believe that he stayed neutral um, As always, he's still being called on to be impeached And a goo of other stuff in that ball So with all that that's going on I know we're all pretty familiar Because if you can't see that going on Then I don't know what you see But um, anybody want to jump in and start that one off Or want to be picked on Or how we want to go about it
4: Can't you
5: really want to it, brother. Alrighty. <laughs> I, I'm going to save Q only because I know Q going to give me a little fire, but I want Kels to start it off.
3: Yeah, go with Kels first. I'm reconnecting. I'm restarting my wireless stuff, so give me just a second. Because
5: I know well, Kels going to shred the president for me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um. We all know that he became president on the... the, It was a good quote in the article. But, I mean, he got his office um, on that emotion of, you know, bringing up this old, buried racism and nationalism and, you know, make America great again. We've learned what those words mean, and everybody knows what it means, so... You know, I'm not surprised that he wouldn't. He's not going to just, you know, go against that. It took everything in him to say what he said. Mm-hmm. We all know there's hidden messages in there. That he was very, you know, his words were, it was a strategy to it. And, you know, they're just, they're getting bold. So I just think we got to be ready. If anything goes down. I'm ready.
2: When you say you're ready, what does that mean? What uh,
4: I'm ready for. Of... I'm ready for action. So if you know there's any threat of action being taken, or if it causes some action to be taken on our part, I'm ready for red, revolution. Leave okay. on Facebook. That's all I mm -hmm. Mhm.
2: So okay, so I I probably I'm gonna you know, man. Okay, no, here it is. This is my opinion. My opinion is this is. I actually thought from I thought as I was listening to, um, I I finally listened to his speech today, um, and when he said his. First, I watched the first one and the second one. So when I listened to the second speech today, I thought, I wonder if normally, the normal, um, you know, let's pray for the country to heal, yada, 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 yada. Um, I thought to myself, I don't want to pray for these people. What I want to happen, and this is my opinion, I'm not saying this right or wrong, but what I want to happen is I want the for the first time I want the it's almost like I felt like I wanted the wrath of God to come down and do whatever it was gonna do to these foolish people. Because if you are if if you're at the point where you don't even see um, or there's a group of people number one that's so silent, and you think that our solution to this one is just start, is, is pray and do nothing. I got, that. I, I really don't have anything for you. but if you think that what you're doing is ordained and and what's supposed to be, then whatever you get is whatever you get, and I don't want nothing to do with you. I need you. To, I want you to go someplace and get out of here because we don't really, we don't need you. Like you we don't need you. And so that's honestly how I felt. Like, I was like, you know what? And then the other part of me says that as an African American, mm-hmm. as a black man, like, you all, this country has done a really good job, or parts of this country, I'm not going to say all of
1: it, um, but
2: parts of this country have done a really good job of trying to frame black people as um, savages and angry. But now, when I watched, I don't know if you, I watched the little documentary that, I forgot the the, the one um, news outlet did, but I watched how they attacked, I think he was the mayor of the city, like, the nationalists attacked him, and the police, like, didn't do nothing. And when I watched that, I thought, had this been a group of uh, of black people who, like, they surrounded this dude while he was out trying to give a speech and was in his face yelling at him and screaming, and and then, like, they beat on him, and then the police finally jumped in after they had, like, pushed him down and kicked him a couple of times. Like, we would have never got that close, first of all. But I'm like, nope. you know what, this is y'all stuff. So, you know what, as a black person, I don't want them to do it. I'm going to let y'all handle y'all business, just like y'all tell us to handle the stuff in our community and deal with the black-on-black crime and all that stuff, handle it. That ain't my problem. I got a a nation to build, and so I'm going to build my nation, and y'all go ahead and deal with that foolishness y'all got going over there, and we're going to come over here and do what we got to do. That's my thought. That was what I thought. And, again, I'm not saying it was right. I'm not saying it was wrong. I'm just saying that at some point, for me, it was like I can't even continue to watch – you know, so watch—not so watch—but I can't. I can't participate when in their foolishness when I got my own house to deal with, and that's that's just my thinking. Again, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. That's just how I feel. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on us and do what you got to do because when, when my stuff is burning, y'all ain't coming to help. And I'm not, <laughs> not, not coming to help. You're indifferent. To, you're indifferent to my struggle. So okay. I ain't
3: saying right. I'm just saying that's just how I feel today. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I was watching CNN not long before we went on the air tonight, and um, one of the commentators has said that why are we still even saying like we're shocked and appalled at what's happening or what he's saying or that he's Allowing this to happen, you know, why are we still shocked? Like now it's a matter of what are we going to do? We can have all of the Republicans come out as advocates and allies all they want. they can say it's crazy, how dare he? It's the mockery of the of the presidency and all of this other lip service, but who's going to move their feet? And I'm not concerned with that plight for them. I'm I'm kind of where you're at with that win. Like, I'm really – I don't really have a whole lot of emotion for this. It is terrible what's happening there, but I would much rather us not lose focus on what he's saying and worry more about what we're going to do. Um, Straight up. He's been an ass. He was an ass before we made him president. He was that way the whole way he ran. He, you know – I don't know why we thought that him being, you know, whatever, president was going to change anything because it's not, and it's only going to get worse, and at this point, it's a matter of protecting yourself, educating yourself, and doing what we know we need to do to cover us Um, because, yeah, this is just – it's crazy. It's crazy, and – At this point, it's almost not even a matter of having to prepare and protect ourselves from what's going on outside of our country. They don't even need to be involved at this point. Like, if I was another country, ain't no way in hell I'm sending my people who I love and I'm trying to, like, build something for. I'm not sending them over here. We're doing a good job of doing away with ourselves as is. So at this point, I really don't see the point in even giving more energy to him. I'd much rather give more energy to us. So, yeah, I absolutely co-signed what you said when... I have... A, uh, Niobe says that this is not new. One thing Trump has been successful at is sharing, shedding, shining a light on what America really looks like. I'd rather than be up front so I can know who is the racist. They were more dangerous than the shadows. Amen to that. I'm, I'm, I'm here for that as well. You know, I see yeah. you. You know, we see each was, other. I and I now was,
2: we can all... <clears throat> Know who you are, and that's fine. Yep. I think, you know what was interesting? So I was just reading right before we came on. One of my um, non-African American friends um, was saying that she she had to. She said she shit on a post. She said I didn't realize how many of my friends that I grew up with were racist, and um, and it's shocking. And I had to delete several of them. And i think, it and as I was reading, you know, first I know her. I grew up with her in the same neighborhood. With this person, and so I understand the the shock, but at the same time, in my mind, I also thought, I don't see, I don't <laughs> see do you why do you, you didn't know that before. Like you just figured that out today. Like you, mm-hmm. it took today for you or this weekend for you to really figure out that that was a problem. Like oh, you know, and I, and I, what I wanted to say was was put on was really big. Cause, but again, I know you know I wouldn't. What I'm gonna say was welcome to my world. That's what I really want to say. Welcome to welcome to my world. Welcome to my son's world. Welcome to my sister's world. Welcome to my mother's world. This is this is every day for us. So okay.
1: Now that you know
2: now what, you know? Like I'm supposed to do that. The sad part is I'm I'm supposed to do that. And then you still actually expect me to turn around and be nice. Like and be cool and Want to hug you and daff it out and like walk around the you know like you shouldn't be if this is if you feel this tension today, imagine for thirty eight years walking around that with that tension. Yep.
3: Way says I've got another comment from live. Um, Way says he's not going to alienate his base for people who don't support him anyways. And yeah, that's kind of what the comment. We're saying also that he's not going to alienate his base and and to the rebuttal the rebuttal that was stated on the air to that was, but the election part is over, like at this point he's now everyone's president, so him continuing to play to the base is almost while although we understand that it's not going to change, that does not negate the fact that that's not what he's there for at this point. that's not the stage. Of where, you know, the stage of his presidency that he needs to be, um, pandering to. And his base could possibly expand if he would chill the hell out with all of his other stuff. That's what I said, not the commentators, just saying.
1: Yeah. But the,
2: the election being over is really, the election being over is really yeah. not a point because re election is coming and, you know, and they got you in, so now they actually expect you to do something for them.
3: Yeah, he's pulling away from the folks of even, I don't I just, yeah. Kate says they don't realize that they are cutting their nose to spite their face.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yep.
3: Yeah. Because yeah, they're turning yeah. off a lot of the people that they brought in on the first. You know, I I won't say a lot. That might be generous, but the, I don't believe that for the sheer um, image of this, just the way that it looks the people that even silently voted for him before will probably be irritated as hell by this entire, this whole presidency up until re-election. So I don't think the the vast majority of even the people who came in from the shadows to vote him in will come back this this go-round. If things go, just if they continue to go as they are, it's, I don't see it being as easy for him as he thought it was this last time.
5: Go-round. um. Honestly, on the tail end of all the news of it, and I'm not talking about being in the loop I'm talking about the the resurgence of him being um uh booted kicked out fired gone that I really see that can ha- that can happen and mm-hmm. it can happen very easily because it's not like in the layman's of terms he's doing a good job at all he's not. And then you're riding the stats to the president before you who you dog in every other sentence but has nothing to do with what you got going on right now because what we're going through is going through your ego trips,
0: mm-hmm.
5: Like, You know what I mean? And, like, um, as far as the not choosing a side on, you know, the thugs out there in, in Virginia, that was systematic and calculated hence why David Duke really did rush to tell him thank you. Why are you getting thanked by the man who is the king of the KKK out loud publicly? But you denounced any friendship with him, right? Come on, man. But I do agree, it's better that they doing it out loud than, you know, hiding it behind walls. So I not that I could say I respect them for that, but, you know, way to go.
2: So Today, someone says the people that voted for 45 are not irritated by him. They're trying their best to pull the good stuff or the stuff that he might have presented that he's doing, rather than just overlook all the all the bad he did. It's true. Um, for, there were actually another part of this is there were four like four CEOs that quit um, his the manufacturing team or his different teams. So he had um, Rim. Richard Trumka, who's the CIO of the AFL, he quit. He resigned from uh, his mm, mm, mm. council, saying that he can't sit on a – I can't uh, tolerate um, – I can't sit on the council for a president that tolerates big, bigotry and domestic terrorism. So he said he was mm. – so he stepped down. Then um, Paul Scott, head of um, Alliance. The Alliance for American Manufacturing quit the Manufacturing Council. Um, uh, and the um, CEO of Merck um, he stepped down. The CEO of Under Armour he stepped down. Um, all of them stepped down from Trump's um, from Trump's council. So very
1: interesting. <clears throat> yep, not looking
3: good for the money.
1: Nope,
5: nope, nope. Mm-mm <clears throat> okay, well that's enough of his uh foolery. In happier <laughs> and smiling news <laughs> <laughs> uh families can now look forward to being able to utilize movie through Netflix who is putting their muscle onto the movie theaters? You can now pay ten dollars a month to go see whatever movie you want, as long as that theater carries the what is it, the movie pass or the uh, or the Visa logos and whatnot, which is a credit card swipe. So debit cards. Mhm. That. Oh.
1: Awesome. I'm here for this. Yes. Yeah.
5: That's awesome right there. And this is down for what? This is oh, going yeah, on popping. right you now. Can go do like this. Can... Oh, yeah, it's done. You can do that. You can go put $10 a month on getting into the movie theater and never having to print a ticket again
1: because your movie uh-huh.
5: month, you're you on the dial for the month with the movie theater. Or as we say in Chicago, the show.
1: Right. <laughs> Cause
5: nobody even know what you're talking about. You go to Chicago and you say you want to go to the movie theater. They still going to look around in a circle and say, what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it is. You a- want
5: to go where? Oh, the show. Yeah, She want to go to the show. You want to
1: go to the show. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm here for that. I'm a movie watcher. I love going to the movies. I'm... I will sit at home and watch movies. I'm I'm at the movie theater. Like I'm super here for that. And especially considering it can cost you upwards of fifty bucks plus if you oh, want to get snacks and all that other stuff when you go. You know, and that's like to mm-hmm. the non-central town like theaters. The Penn Square, you spending at Penn, you are spending thirty just to sit. <laughs> so you know, that's not counting your drinks and popcorn and all that
5: other stuff. So. I'm here for that.
1: And put a frugal that. player in
5: you, because I know you're listening my frugal player. Put <laughs> frugal player.
1: For those I, I, that don't yeah. even
5: know what frugal means, that's the cheap player.
1: Yes, <laughs> your date is
5: covered. <laughs> yes, she is. It's <laughs> covered on your $110 a month subscription player. That's $5 for both of y'all. That's mm-hmm. a deal. Mm-hmm. So now dates are cheaper, player.
2: <laughs> ladies, let us
5: take you out to the movies. Don't be listen. trying to help a man because he took you to the movies now.
2: Right. You know. And don't, that's so don't do it. Questions. And listen. And don't ladies, get man trying to order questions. all the snacks, trying to make <laughs> up for it.
1: Listen. Uh, uh, you better put them <laughs> in your
2: purse. Put them in that purse
5: yours. Same and, rules apply here. Right. You got a purse. We got snacks. Right. Yep. And,
2: them, and them, you, them, you them, don't need to know if you got the
3: Netflix and deal. You hear me? This is just a little huh? deep, deep. ladies, you don't need to ask him all the business about the, the intricacies of how he purchased your ticket. Okay? Right. Did you get it? Right.
1: Are you getting it? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. See? I ain't asking <laughs> no questions. Who did yeah, I ask thank questions? You. Do it. Don't and don't be tight. I
3: bet you got the Netflix. No. Just for that thank you. And bring him your snacks right. out of and hand
4: lots of snacks now. Keep
1: <laughs> preaching. Keep <laughs> preaching. <laughs>
4: Scary. I ain't asking no questions if he tell his to homeboy
1: to hold the, the, the back door open. <laughs> oh, I ain't no. I'm not. Now, nah, look, <laughs> if folks
5: still breaking into the movie theater after this, now that's real low. Like, if you <laughs> can't just walk in no, with I'm your partner on I Netflix, what... man, <laughs> I'm just saying, I ain't
1: gonna ask no
2: question. <laughs> I'm with you right
5: <laughs>
1: now. But I'm gonna
2: ask no questions. All you need to know, all you need to know is, are we going in? And if and listen, go in there and get your snack. Make sure you have a snack, ladies. You still need the
1: snack. Yep. Right. It don't matter how yeah. we got it. Now, in.
5: now, <laughs> what I want to know though is on the money mentor end of it, Cuzzo, drop the yes, mask right. and show me how that's making money. Make money.
2: I understand your question.
5: Okay, so if two businesses come together like that, how does one come out on top? Well, how does, how does it all make more money to make more money? Because obviously the movie theater is losing in the fact that we got the streaming. So with them losing and Netflix jumping in to save them, how does this, how does this make Netflix on the win? Well, a
2: lot of it, I mean, it's really probably just the cost of streaming. So if Netflix... I don't know enough about how Netflix makes money, but I'm sure that they get a um, a percentage, or they pay a lower cost um, to stream. So if they if their cost is so if their cost is you know I'm fictitious throwing numbers a dollar you know a movie theater and they still charging us five you know they figure that they're gonna where they're gonna sell X amount of units. So that ten dollars for them, they might say, okay, we'll sell it for ten dollars, but we'll give you guys, you know, two dollars of the ten. It's still, you know, really it's all about the distribution. But I don't know enough about about that to to give an intelligent answer. To be honest, but I'm sure it's, some, it's something in the cost that they're kicking it back. Plus, uh, plus there's something I'm sure they figure a certain percentage of people are going to go to concessions, a certain number of people are going, you know, because those are really. I mean, them four-dollar little bags of, of uh, M&Ms, like that's ridiculous. <laughs> everybody's not going. Well, you know, everybody's not going to do that. So I'm sure that here's one number for you
5: because it like, says okay. that last year alone, AMC Entertainment lost one point three billion dollars in market value. Yep. One point
4: yeah. three
5: sure. billion dollars.
4: billion.
2: I'm Billion. I'm sure. I mean, I
5: guess folks really don't go to the show no more. Like, that's not at the top of the list of to do's anymore, like that. Even if it is a great movie out. Like, if you don't catch it on the first two nights, the luster on it kind of goes down and then it becomes a well, fire sticky. Yeah.
3: I don't care how cushy you make the seats in the theater. My bed is always more comfortable. So, unless, like, I do want to see this movie. I'm gonna wait, you know. I'm gonna wait, or you know, get on the get on the browser, get to Google, and find that bad boy. But I think that you know, it was only a matter of time. They, there's been a wave because we've been complaining about movie tickets and the whole cost of going to a movie in general for a very long time. So it was only a matter of time before the AMC's of the world had to wake up and figure out, okay, so we're losing our money to them. So at some point, we need to re. Some of these dollars so watch we'll go to The movies and they will be specific just like we Have the Stubbs programs and the Premiere ticket people and things like that. There will be specific Netflix, you know, Netflix type offers for the concessions and the extras and the the things like that, so that the movies become more of an experience again, and everyone begins to gain because you can't beat them. Drunk, you know, that keep the enemies close is what I believe the movie theaters are doing in this in this respect because they Netflix was about to put the average movie theater under. You know what I'm saying? Because
5: people. Just
3: it's it's expensive and it's and it's and inconvenient in a lot of ways. You got to sit with other people. People getting killed in movie theaters and stuff. Like it's a lot <laughs> to get people to even get places and then to charge thirty to fifty. You know, thirty dollars isn't a whole lot. Yeah, it is to see them. It kind of can be. It's a but, lot. You know, to get that, that, up. You know, that, that's a lot of money. So you have to you have to. It was time for a regroup. I think that was smart. I think it was real smart. And I'm here oh, for it. We win it.
2: Let me let me tell y'all the last time I went to the movie. Last time I went to the movie, um, it was by myself. That tells you how long it's been. But anyway, I digress. Um, Lord, I gotta find stars. I'm going to watch the movies again. That's you know what I might actually start. Again. I might get a girlfriend. Anyway,
1: um, boy, uh, shut up. <laughs> but
2: I went to the I went to the movie, and normally, and and the the movie theater I went to instead of normally having, um, you know, just popcorn and, you know, and, and chips or popcorn and, you know, candy, they actually were serving dinner. So you could buy, yeah. like, a steak dinner, a hamburger, wine. Like it was a full-blown bar uh, at the concession stand. So maybe, you know, I think I'm, I, I'm assuming that they're probably going to, you know, thinking that this is not just a movie but this is like a date night. This is your experience. And so if you pay, you know, the $10 to get in, then, yeah, maybe you might instead of going to um, whatever you might go to dinner, you know, you just eat, have your dinner there at the movie theater. So that's probably what it's probably, you know, what they're banking on is that it'll drive more revenue towards towards that area of the business. So, mm-hmm. agree.
4: But, yeah, I think they're still gonna make money even off the tickets because the movie pass is gonna pay the movie theater for however many shows that you go to right, so the movie theater is you know guaranteed to make their money, and then it's gonna what's gonna come back to us is that. We're gonna go we're gonna pay ten dollars a month and so we're gonna spend a hundred and twenty dollars and we're only gonna, only gonna go to the movies two or three times. So we're really only gonna use fifteen dollars but we pay a hundred and twenty. That's how everybody wins.
1: So.
4: Yep, I agree.
5: I agree. <clears throat> righty. so next up we got our song and it looks like I'm giving you guys romantic more and it's gonna be can't stop.
1: A mighty long time
2: You guys can pick up his project on, um, on excuse me, on Amazon.com, on uh, iTunes, on Google Play, any of um, the digital websites, or you can always go to his page um, and catch his and get his project again. It's Romandis More, and that was "Can't Stop." All right. So next, we've got a pretty uh, we got a, we're going to get into our interview, our first interview tonight. Um, so tonight, uh, we are, it's all about education. And so we've got um, first coming up, first up, excuse me, we've got my brother, uh, Mr. Marcus Mathematics Johnson, excuse me. So Marcus was born um, on a military hospital in Frankfurt, Germany. He moved around a lot, which caused him to attend several schools across the U.S. and abroad. Uh, Marcus is a graduate of Columbia University, where he studied mathematics education. He is also a graduate of Langston University where he double majored in mathematics and organizational management. Marcus continued to study math education at Bank Street College where he learned the progressive way of teaching mathematics. Marcus taught in New York City (coughs) Public Schools and in private schools for 11 years. Marcus has taught every grade from pre-K to 12 and continues to teach at the collegiate level. It was working in the schools where he developed math curriculum games, and math events to help students understand mathematics in fun and interesting ways. He was nicknamed Mathematics by his students. (coughs) They would joke that he put an F in the mathematics, which stands for fun. He is an author of books that mirror the lives of students in New York City. He likes to highlight the various ways that kids show their intelligence in and out of the classroom. Marcus believes in cross-curriculum learning that includes the arts, sciences, mathematics, reading, and business. Through his books, people can learn how to become better at applying critical thinking skills to everyday situations. Marcus hopes that readers will see themselves in the problem solvers he writes about. Readers will learn how to apply mathematical concepts to everyday life in a fun way, and his books are adventurous stories that put kids on a journey to become heroes of their schools and communities. There's always something mysterious happening in his character's environment that sets them out on a journey where they have to become better in order to solve. Marcus is currently a professor of mathematics for the City University of New York at Medgar Evans College. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Marcus Mathematics Johnson. What's up, brother? How you doing? Hey, what's up?
6: What's up? Hey, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing?
1: Hey, hey. Hey. Welcome to the proof, proof.
6: The the intro was kind of long, though, but you know What?
1: (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna, put you know, a I'm smile up on
6: my
2: face as about like, myself, brother. you know. <laughs> I was gonna say, listen, you owe me nine you owe me a love offering for all of
1: that. All of that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, but I've been
6: I've been working hard though, as you can see. I've been working hard. I've been out here in New York City for the past eleven years and I've been I've, I've been grinding, I've been really going at it. So, you know,
2: I mean, hey, that's what it's come down to, you know? Definitely. Well, man, we very, first of all, let me tell you, I'm very proud of you, man, for everything you've been doing. You. So uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. So tell us about, you a, your most recent book is Candy King. Tell us about Candy
6: King. Okay, so Candy King is not only my most recent book, but it's also my first book. So let me go ahead and, okay. and just, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> let y'all know. Um, and I say it's my tell first you. book because it's, what's that? No, I was agreeing. I was giving you a little oh, amen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the first book, but it's the first book part of a series. And um, it's um, I'm, I publish it through my own company, Tangent Learning, which is an education goods and services company that provides curriculum. And so I wanted to create, and I did create a book that actually not only Deals with mathematics, but but mathematics applications. How how you how can you apply the the multiplying, the adding, the dividing, the the subtraction um, with an application? And I thought that business is actually one of the best examples of how you can actually you actually can apply mathematics with um, everything from calculating profit to you know um, to, to revenue and expenses to um, um, even trying to Set, set a price point for, for products. And so Candy King is my version of how I would, exp, how I would explain mathematics to young people. So um, I think that uh, the thing that makes my style a, a little bit different is that in, educa- in the education world, we say that there's a whole world out there. There's a whole economics, there's a whole computer science, there's a whole science world out there. There's a whole business world out there, and we're going to bring the world to you. Well, my approach is different. My approach is, well, you, are, you, you already live in a world. You already have a day-to-day. You already have intelligent decision-making that you, that you make on a daily basis. I'm going to show you how your world is similar or different than the world of business. And I thought that the perfect example, especially being a teacher, would be to explain economics through candy because kids kids understand the supply and demand of candy. You know what I'm saying? We all snuck in, candy to school. We all tr- tried to trade it. We all sold it to to each other. We all uh, mm-hmm. uh, traded it in in the cafeteria. Tried to make money off of it. Tried to make friends off of it. Um, there's definitely a supply and demand as it relates toward candy in school. So if you look at if you look at candy as currency, then I utilize that model to explain the, uh, the world of economics to the young people who I'm trying to speak to in this book, and it's done through a character named Jabari who starts his own candy business, and he's brand new to the, the candy game, as I call it, at his school. He was never really interested in, in, in buying or selling candy before this day, but he wanted to be a part of something. And so can, Candy King verse 1 um, shows his development and his process as being a startup in and in, in his school, um, running a candy business and um, all the adventures and all the obstacles and all the things he has to figure out and overcome along the way of trying to be a successful business person in his school. So that's so that's that's Candy King. Very, I love that. Yeah, it was a it, it it was very fun to make because um, like 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 you said in my intro, like I taught every grade from pre K all the way to to the college level, so I have plenty of students who I can choose from um, to 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 showcase their gifts and showcase their talents. The problem that we have as as educators sometimes is that we want to teach the kids so much, but we're limited to just you know. Uh, whatever the curriculum is um that we're being provided by our schools. So we don't always get a chance to actually talk about um things that we really want to talk about. But if you but if you develop your own curriculum, if you develop your own books, then you can introduce those things, liking them to the subjects that um, the principals, administrators, and the school districts want to teach, if you, can, if you can show a way that there's a connection between those things, then you actually have entered into the curriculum world. And that's actually what I'm doing through Tangent Learning and the Tangent Learning products like Candy King. Um, and uh, along the way, I, as, as well as showcasing, you know what I'm saying, the different brilliance and the different gifts of my students, I also get a chance to make fun of them too because
1: <laughs>
6: as a teacher, you know, we deal with a lot of different personalities all the time, Like, um, and sometimes <coughs> the students, um, when it comes to brilliance, I learned something really, really vital as a teacher. Brilliance can either be showcased and be praised, or it can get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. You got some kids out there who are bored in class, who can, can do the work in which you know the is being presented, and they will utilize their grit, their gifts, and their brilliance, which they're coming into, to actually start some uh, mischievous things. So, Candy King, um, in in my book, um, this school is full of so many gifted and talented, um, black and brown students, that they, that the thing that they use to exercise their gifts is what's called I call it the Underground Candy Exchange. Now the underground candy exchange is just like the, the New York Stock Exchange, right? Um, there's different companies. There's there's different ways of buying and selling um, into the companies, um, and the cafeteria would be the actual um, the, the actual candy exchange. So so a lot of stuff happens with, with day trading during the day in the classroom, in the bathroom, in the hallway. But if you really but you really really want, want to take all everything that you that you've accumulated. To the candy exchange, which is which is the cafeteria, because that's where it really the trading really goes down. Because there's no this is there's there's no holds bar. It's it's really right. really get <laughs> chance to see the supply and demand in the cafeteria. So yeah,
1: okay, uh, I have a question. Sure.
4: So, okay, so what what are the um I'm looking at the the cover and reading the back. What what is the age group that this book is geared toward, or you know, is it a wide range,
1: or
6: so it is? It is a wider range. It, um, uh, it, well, the the specific range is between nine and fourteen. I wanted to okay. talk to, to, to talk to kids who are um, upper elementary slash middle school, um, but <laughs> it's funny, even though I've said that, you got kids. I I I have actual videos. And actual pictures of kids who are in kindergarten, kids who are in first grade, high schoolers, grown adults who are reading Candy King because it's, it's a fun story, it's good, it's good information, it's great characters, people can relate to to the characters. But I but I meant for it to be that 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 upper elementary slash middle school range because my thinking was well, that's the That's the age range of the kids who are in the story. So, you know,
1: Mm -hmm. um,
6: that's what I've been telling people.
1: Okay.
4: So I have one more question. I'm sorry. Um, So it says verse one. So are you already working on
1: verse
4: two? Is that kind of how the uh, series is going to go? Right. So
6: let me talk about the verses. So, yes, I'm definitely, definitely working on verse two. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. To y'all first exclusively. Verse two is about seventy percent done right now, okay. as of today. Um, I've been working on it for actually a long time because um, verse two is a lot more intricate than verse one, so it took it took a lot of notes. But the reason why I call them verses is because it's also Candy King is also a hip hop story. So in at the beginning of every chapter, I actually hired a uh, a, 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 a battle rapper who's in who's in the uh, the URL, um, who's in URL to actually give me a, a, a battle rap synopsis of every chapter. So so at the beginning of every chapter, you you you, you get a hip hop verse that's that is what what's happening in the chapter. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm telling the story of Candy King in three ways. I'm telling it through a hip through hip hop verses. Through the day-to-day mm-hmm. li- uh, life of Jabari James, which is the main character, and his company Candy King, and there's also a very abstract world um, in which he's he's coming into his own, into like a, 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 a so, sort of a supernatural <clears throat> spiritual gift of, of, a, of a dream world. And um, the reason why I told to the, the, the tell this story in three different ways is because as a teacher, and especially as a progressive teacher you know that people learn things in different ways. There are going to be some kids who, who, who are going to gravitate toward the hip-hop verse. There's going to be some, mm-hmm. some kids who are going to gravitate toward this story. There's going to be some kids who are going to gravitate toward the dream world in which he's having these really abstract things that are happening to him, and, and, they, and they know how to interpret that. But what I want kids to learn how to um, make the connections between all three. And um, there's also a workbook that's coming out as well, that Because Candy King is kind of a setup. I'm setting you up to actually work out business, mathematics, and economics problems. So every chapter, mm-hmm. um, there's something in there that the, the characters had to figure out how to do. And I'm, gonna, I'm setting you up so, 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 so that you can figure out – you can actually do the mathematics behind what their thinking was and what the decision-making was, as well as if you wanted to develop your own business – Yo, this is mm-hmm. this is the way you, what you need to be thinking if you um if you're setting it up. I I, I like that story. Y'all y'all remember um Michael Jackson American Dream, where uh mm-hmm. Michael was yeah little Michael was talking to Joseph, and and, mm-hmm. and 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 Michael said uh and Joseph said boy what you doing? And Michael said I'm selling candy. And he said how much how much you, you buy that candy for? He said a nickel. He said how much you sell it for? A nickel? Joseph said, "Boy, get, get that good for nickel. get the practice. Michael didn't understand that you can't sell something for the same amount of money that you bought it for. You know, mm-hmm. so um, I just love that that story, and and we and we talk about that about how to make a profit with within the um, the um, within this this particular version of the book.
2: That's dope. Do us a favor we got. Uh, first of all let me ask this question Somebody uh, on the live asked um, Are you willing to do a workshop For non-traditional educators To implement um, in after school Programs Absolutely
6: um, That's actually one of the points of Candy King Is actually to develop develop These goods um, In order to turn them into services For teachers, for communities, for um, Educators um, But um I can right now, I can only do a, 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 a serve you under the, the current book. So, again, there is a workbook that is coming. Um, and I would love to, you know, I'm saying have, have that double threat of the book and the workbook. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared right now just to do what um, the materials that are actually finished. And that's actually the, the verse one book of Candy King. Okay, so absolutely. Hey, so if um, wants to do you that, can, where, can they,
2: where can they find you at?
6: Okay, you can find me um, at um, tangentlearning.com. That's www.tangentlearning.com. That's the name of my company. That's that's a way that, that you can contact me. There's actually a contact um, on the website in which you can uh, you know you, you you can email me, and if we need to um, have additional correspondence then, you know, we'll set it up from there.
2: Okay. All right, y'all heard them. All right, brother, we appreciate you for being on. It's an awesome book for those of you guys who have not um, had the opportunity to uh, check it out. Um, Real quick, tell them if somebody wants to buy the book where they can buy it at. Okay,
6: you could buy it in two different places right now. You can go to Amazon.com and search Candy King Verse 1, or you can go to www.tangentlearning.com. Um, both of the books are the same price. However, you can you, you have the opportunity to get an autographed copy if you go to the dot, dot com if that's what you um, if you want to uh, purchase
2: that. So yes. All right, man. We appreciate you for being here, uh, and definitely definitely keep us in the loop. Um, you're doing good work, brother.
6: Yeah, man. Y'all doing good work too. And I want to say one one more thing. I, I've been a fan of you know what I'm saying of, of y'all for a long time. I remember. I'm um, Listening to y'all back in uh, in my dorm room at, at at Columbia, so you know what I'm saying y'all wow. keeping the good work too. Thank, Thank you, sir. you. We appreciate, appreciate it. it, man. Yeah, no problem. No problem. All right, thanks, brother.
5: All right, peace.
2: All right. All right, guys. So you guys heard where to get um with get excuse me get that um, book Candy King. Uh, definitely support it. Amazon.com or TangentLearning.com. Um. As well. So, um, yep. All right. So we're gonna jump right into our next one because we have. Um, since we went over talking about talking about Trump and 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 them. We kind of ran over. So we're gonna jump right into our next interview. So if that is that's okay with you guys? Um, Kelly, is that okay with you? You all right? Yes, sir. I gotta ask. I got permission. You know. So, all right, Kelly. I think you're. I think you have the bio
1: to our – or no,
3: she I do. Bio, Q, <laughs> Q is ready to go.
1: <laughs> nope. okay. All
3: right, go ahead. This interview is going to be brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is our specialty. So our um, guest is Christina R. Kirk, and she is a native of Nashville, Tennessee. After dropping out of high school, Christina earned a Bachelor of Arts from Fisk University and Juris Doctorate from University of Tulsa School of Law. For 13 years, Christina practiced family and special education law. She currently sits as municipal court judge for Langston, Oklahoma. In 2016, Christina entered the public school system as an English teacher, which she believes is truly her calling. Christina is a college preparation expert. In dedication to her mentor, Dr. Oglesby, Christina founded PrEP Youth to encourage young ladies to pursue education. In 2013, Christina honored her mentor and shared her story of inspiration and overcoming obstacles on the Steve Harvey Show, launching her to a national platform for youth education. The first graduating class of of just four PrEP Youth seniors received over $1 million in scholarship offers. Christina is the proud mother of Deja Kirk, with whom she co authored Developing Divas. And Christina is also a contributing author in Reflections on Purpose and Brilliant Awakening. Christina's guiding life principle is to be the person she needed when she was growing up to someone else. That is amazing. Welcome, Christina. Thank you for joining us this evening.
7: Thank you for having me. Thank you so much.
3: Your patience is is amazing this evening, so we appreciate you for that before anything else. Uh,
7: No problem, no problem at all. I definitely understand how conversations about Trump can lead to the worst. so it's okay.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it can. Well, I um, have been following you for quite some time now, and I'm a little familiar with what you do in your bio. While it's impressive, I would like for you to um, just kind of share with the people – um, share with our listeners your passion and what it is that you do at PrepU and in your day-to-day.
7: Oh, <clears throat> primarily what I do is I just help families and I help girls prepare for college. Um, my, my mission is to ensure that parents are empowered with the tools that they need to support their kids who want to attend college um, and have all the the tools in their toolbox to help their kids along the path. Um, so many times we wait until juniors and senior year of high school, and we start to think about college at that point and start thinking about college prep at that level. Uh, and by then, it's really too late, um, and it goes so far before that that we need to start thinking about it and start actually preparing our child for college. And so I work with families, and I work specifically with girls with Prep U to make sure that our girls are trying to level that pan field as much as possible, and they're walking into a situation where their college applications look amazing because they have had opportunity to take advantage of those um, classes and those extracurriculars that make their applications stand out, and they know exactly what they need to do to make themselves stand out on their applications. So that's pretty much what I do every day. And it's really cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just really cool. Um, I didn't have that, and I, I went to college. I was very, very blessed to go to college um, despite some things, but you know, I didn't I didn't have that, and my, my parents didn't help me with college because they didn't go. Um, and so it was kind of the blind leading the blind um, in the process. And there were so many things that I ended up with, like a ton of student loan debt that I didn't need to have that uh, I'm still paying off. Uh we gonna <laughs> have those on, degrees, man. but right. I'm still paying those right. things. You know, those things so, that I didn't need so. to, to deal with. Um and and my goal is to really just to help families not repeat those same generational curses and, and start inter- generational blessings to our kids. Um and so that's what that's what prep U is all about. And and honestly that's just what Doctor Christina R. Kirk is all about. Yeah. I
1: love that. I've got two
3: young daughters. <laughs> And they're both, you know, we all think our kids are great. I think my girls are brilliant. So something like this, um having something like this available to not only my girls but all girls is just I'm here for that. Amen.
7: <laughs> I am here Yeah for and that's the thing, like as parents we know how awesome our kids are. Yep. But how do you put that on a college application so that the college admissions person can see My baby, like you see, your baby. You know, how do you do that? Uh, And that's what we we work on, um, being able to present the best side of your kid, but also knowing what your kid needs to do so they position themselves to be the best candidate. Um, UC Berkeley last year, uh, we were visiting UC Berkeley in 2016. They had over 82,000 applicants for a class of 3,900. How do wow. you make your child stand out for that 5% acceptance rate? You know, that's wow. a skill. You yeah. <laughs> know, that's, yeah.
4: that's a skill.
7: Um, and, and it takes work, and it, and it doesn't start junior and senior year. And so it, it's a process.
3: So what is the age range of girls that you accept into your program? When can you?
7: So, so Prep U starts in sixth grade. Um, and and I love getting sixth graders. We uh, we actually are sixth grade through twelfth grade, um, and I I'll accept the twelfth grader in a heartbeat because hey we got you know, a couple of months to pull something together. Um, yeah. and, but uh, but I love I love sixth graders because they they give me so much time um, and, and so much energy, um, and, and they they're at that exploratory age. I love to say that middle school is that time where kids get to figure out what they like and what they don't like, so that when they get to high school, they can have that narrow focus. But middle school, you know, you can play volleyball, basketball, and softball and run track too and suck at all of them and realize that sports wasn't for you. But you at least get to have that opportunity to try it out. But if you wait to high school, then it looks like you don't have focus, you didn't know what you wanted to do, you weren't dedicated to anything, it has a different look. Um, mm. so I love being able to start with middle schoolers, and so prep you starts right there at that sixth grade, which is where most schools start middle school um and we work all the way through with them. Okay.
4: Well, I have a question um this is Carol. um and one thing that I noticed just from just watching you in action is that you keep the girls excited what what Do you tell them, or what has been your strategy in getting these girls that young and keeping them excited about college that's six years away?
7: Um, The most important thing is I tell kids that college equals choices. Um, Your college education will equal the choices that you choose to have in your life. Um, One of the things that's in my classroom Mm -hmm. right now is a, a bulletin board that says you can't have a Tiffany lifestyle with a Dollar Tree work ethic. I oh, know that's, right. that's right. And I I want them to understand that because they 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 see me, and they don't see all of me. They just see me pull up to the school in a Mercedes, mm-hmm. but they don't mm-hmm. understand the ten years of school that come behind that. And so I have to be able to encourage them to say, well, if I don't, if you don't go to school, that time is going to go by anyway. So what are you going to be doing with that time? You're going to be working. Mm-hmm. Mm, working, making how much, and so I make it very, very real for them. And I will break it down in a heartbeat. We will sit down and start doing some math. Um, mm-hmm. kind of flashback to you know, the Cosby Show episode where Bill yep. Cosby mm-hmm. is like giving Theo the money, and you know, yeah. he's like, This is how much rent, awesome. this is how much you know, you're gonna yep. have a girlfriend, you know, all that. I literally from that Um, and I make it very very real for them and when they see the reality of it um, it's no longer an abstract concept it becomes very very tangible and it's not just about acquiring the things that they Mm -hmm. see because a lot of times they just see the materialistic side of it they think oh I want to be a doctor I want to be a lawyer because they make a lot of money and they have um, big houses and they have nice cars Um, but I, I make it real for them
2: Okay. That's cool. Um, so I'm sorry. So maybe I missed this. So the your program starts at what grade? Forgive me.
7: Starts at sixth grade.
2: Okay. Okay. How do people? The I mean, is there a, is there an application process for people who want to join, or is there, how do they how does somebody join?
7: Okay. So there is an application process. Um, we go through enrollment over the summer. Um, we conclude enrollment in, in August, so the end of this month will be the end of enrollment for the school year. We try to run with the school year, um, so that for we this will be our 2017 uh, 2018 year. Um, people are able to go to Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Um, I think it's backslash Prep University Dr. Cook, um, and then you can also just search for Prep University. And um, it's a really cute picture of a little girl with a fist T-shirt on. Um, so uh, we're all about the college prep. So everything that we do has something to do with the college. We do college tours and things like that. So there's tons of college pictures on our on our Facebook page. Um, but on there, there's like a little sign up button, um, and then you can also go to my website, and there's a link from my website to the prep you mm-hmm. app, uh, application which is com. You know, it's sad when you have to think about what your website is. <laughs> 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 I literally had to think about it for a second. <laughs>
4: You'd be surprised. How I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way,
7: I literally just had a meeting this morning at work. Yeah. I taught all day, and then I had volleyball practice, and then we had open house. Um, <laughs> it's been a long day, but it's all good because <laughs> when you do what you love, it doesn't feel like work. strenuous mm-hmm. work. Um, I mean, I love practicing law, and I'm like, she read on bio. I've actually been at this point, I've been a lawyer for 15 years, uh, and I, I love being a lawyer, and I still okay. practice part-time because we all know teachers don't make enough money. Um, but I, I actually love being in the classroom, and I love being around the kids, and they kind of keep me young. Um, so even though it's been a really long day, I literally don't feel like it's been that long of a day until I actually sit down in the evening time and finally have that moment. <laughs> so mm-hmm.
1: I had to kind of think. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's enough. cool. Right. That is dope. Well, yeah. a little will
3: Willis coming your way because I think this is amazing. I think this will be well, right do.
7: up. And in- those people who can't be a part of the program, we have a virtual academy and so if you look on our, if you look at the prep you stuff there's actually a virtual academy we do like Skype sessions and stuff like that. So for people who don't live in the Oklahoma City area, um, that's definitely an option. But in addition to that, I, I got so many requests about boys and what to do with our young men um, and I never want to leave our young men out because they, they definitely need the college um, preparation as well. So I, Mm -hmm. this summer, finished a workbook um, called Preparing Your Child for College. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, 52 pages of really detailed college information, breaking down college vocabulary. Um, I include, like, award-winning, and I mean, like, national award, scholarship award-winning essays in there, um, academic, uh, like, academic resumes, tons and tons of information in the workbook um, that has plenty of information to help a family out so that they still have that support and they're still being empowered and getting the information. Because if we sit back and wait on the school counselors to do it, if you think about it, a school counselor has about 600 kids, but you typically only have one kid going to college at a time.
1: So your focus
7: is your one kid versus the school counselor having 600 kids. They're never going to be able to be the advocate for your kid the way you gonna be able to be an advocate for your child. And so you still have to be your child's strongest advocate, and the strongest in your child's head has to be you. But you got to know what you're talking about to be that strong voice. And so um, that workbook is also on my website, and it is amazing for parents um, to give them that information and to be able to support them as they support their kids, um, great, great information for for college prep. That's dope. All right, man. Thank you for joining. Where can where so where can we find this book? Um, everything is on my website R dot com and that's D R C H R I S T I N A R K I R K com, um, And so I think, though, actually the workbook, since it's just newly launched, um, it's actually on sale. And so it's like 15 bucks, and it's on the home page, like a little on sale, little button on the home page that you can click directly on. Um, so it's really, really good. And then I answer questions. So if you buy the book, you can email me, and I'll answer whatever questions you have. I don't believe this information is meant to be kept to myself. I, I used it for my daughter. I just got her bill today for school, $37,588.93, and and I paid zero.
4: Thank the Lord. Yes.
7: Nothing. Um, And she has absolutely (laughs) no loans. She pays. She has no loans whatsoever. It is all scholarships. Um, Everything is covered with scholarships, and it is truly, truly a blessing. Um, And I know that this stuff works. Uh, it's not what somebody told me. It's what I know. Um, and we've done it with other people's children as well. And I've got seven seniors that are start, excuse me, they're no longer seniors. They are now college freshmen that are starting school this week. Um, and I'm, I'm super excited for what God has in store for them and how their future um, is going to be. And, you know, I'm telling you, this stuff, it, it
4: works. And so if people give it a try, it's worth so much to your kids. Yes, Dr. Kirk, before you leave, um, do you, what's the number of scholarships that you helped with this year? I believe there was a a huge number when you told us the amount of scholarships that you helped these seniors get. So last year we were we were at over a million.
7: This year I have not done the numbers because my girls are actually still getting scholarships. I got a call today. From one of my girls that is at that uh, just started, Langston University, um, on well, Tuesday last Tuesday, they checked into the dorm. She called me today and she's like, Dr. Kirk, I got a fifteen hundred dollars scholarship in the mail today."
1: I'm so excited. And so I told
7: him, I was like, okay, look, y'all, I need to sit down and do y'all numbers, but I'm okay with this. I will take my mm-hmm. time.
1: Take my time. Yes.
7: <laughs> we were so take our time. This year at the Southern over the summer, one of my girls got a mm-hmm. full ride at, some, uh, at Southern over the summer. We were visiting Southern. She had done our research. She walked into Southern um, this summer on our HBCU tour fully prepared to talk to the admissions director, and by the time she finished and we were taking our little picture in front of the southern sign, the admissions director Mm. was like, I can offer her a partial right now, and if she does this and this, she can get a full. And she's like, oh, yeah, my ACT score is higher than that. I already have that. And he was like, well, then I can give her a full scholarship. She had, even done paper. Yes. she had not even done paperwork. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. And I mean, literally, that was from us visiting, and that was from her walking into her visit prepared. Um, amazing, amazing things. Said, Does that happen all the time? No. But I was very happy it happened,
1: <laughs> and <laughs> her parents were, too. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. We are about. so thankful for that. I know her parents <laughs> were.
4: Oh,
7: yeah, I called her mom immediately, and her mom was like, seriously? She's so in love with that school. I'm like, well, if she chooses to go here, you're not paying a solution. Uh, so that's a good thing. Uh, and, and she yeah. had not even started her senior year yet. She starts. She just started senior year, and she starts school tomorrow, Thursday. Today's Tuesday, so she starts her senior year Thursday. So to walk into your senior year already knowing you have a college acceptance yeah. and you have money is an awesome place to be. So yeah. you can't Even wait until great. your senior year to start doing this. You know, mm-hmm. you can't wait until senior year to start doing it. You have to be prepared beforehand. And that's what's yeah. right. So we're
2: gonna to have to have you back on because we, I'm sure we got a whole bunch more questions, and we got some people who got a whole bunch more questions. And the month. Anytime, so definitely...
7: anytime. Yeah. I'm always available. Just let me know then.
2: Cool. All right, we appreciate you. Right. We definitely appreciate you. Thank definitely you for having me. Yeah. Yes. Thank,
7: you. thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Well,
2: you. That's dope. I need some money. Mm-hmm.
7: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's cool.
2: All right guys. Um so hot topic, huh? The hot topic time, kick, yeah.
1: It
4: is hot oh,
2: topic time. Oh Lord. Oh Lord, we got a hot
4: topic. <laughs> oh, Oh, yeah. You know, don't hang on the, high-top, the high-top <laughs> hot topic. hot topic is hot.
1: And it oh, is brought uh.
4: to you tonight <laughs> by Curvy Kitten Clothing, where self-reflection is perfection. And we are happy to serve ladies that want to show off their curves. So this uh, post was actually posted in the group, Scoop group, search it on Facebook if you want to be a part, um, by one of our members. Um Edward and the question is, is Insecure normalizing casual sex for black girls? Now just to give a little background on those who may not know um, Insecure is a, a TV show that comes on Sunday nights and it's about um, a young black lady who's just kind of going through her trials of life but this season she broke up with who she's single so she is on a, um, quote, unquote, whole phase that she's trying to <laughs>
1: conquer. Is that what she calls her? She calls it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> she was like, teach me how to be a hoe. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and basically, so the question is just put out there. And, I mean, they, they showed a couple of her um, challenges and conquests and all this. Extra. So, the question has been thrown out there that is this normalizing holdem for (laughs) young black girls? So, since this is a you know, I'm sure me and Q both have a lot to say about this. So, um, Rashad, what's what's your take on it? What do you think about it? Do you watch Insecure? Is this thing gone? Hello? <laughs> oh,
5: please, <laughs> I I just did I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just did a winfrey. Okay, so I was about to say, y'all might want to let him go first. 'Cause I might I'm I'm like I'm I'm with y'all. I absolutely love the show, so I mean I might have something to okay. Well we we'll let
4: Okay. Well he passed the mic to win. Win, what you going to do with
2: it, what's your take? I listen, I don't I don't know enough listen, I don't know enough to speak intelligently. No, um I don't know. What, I don't know anything about. I don't know what they're doing about. So we gonna we y'all know we keep it real on the show. So here it is. I'm pretty sure that there is nothing that she's doing on this during this part of the show that's not that haven't been done already. So um, probably not. I've I don't you know. I think I've seen I've saw season one of the show, um, and I don't know the rest of it. But I don't think this is like new. So. Yeah, I don't. I'm sure. I don't think she's make probably normalizing that. I think that's probably something that if a person wants to do, they're gonna do whether or not, um, or have already done if they want to. So I don't. Nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy that. Yeah. That's it. Q, I, I know, know. I know you got some. Q, I
4: know you got some. Some words for it in your life. Probably got a few yeah. words too. She does.
3: My live has kind of been, my live has kind of slowed down, but I have plenty to say regarding this Um, um, topic. Do I think Insecure is normalizing casual sex among women? No. I mean, amongst black women and the perception of that? No. Um, I don't. I think that shows like Insecure are providing a space for women to see more of themselves than what they have seen previously. Um, I don't think that it's highlighting the negatives. I think if you watch a show like Insecure, like Scandal, like Being Mary Jane, yep, you watch shows like this looking for how many sex partners, you know, this person is having, how long in TV time have they known said person before they're in the the television sheets with this person, and now projecting that onto how black women, um, you know, go about their day to day, I think says, no, it doesn't. I think <laughs> that is almost <laughs> not being realistic about the fact that we're watching a television show. Um, we get 30 minutes to an hour. And unfortunately for shows like Insecure, it's just 30 minutes. Um to put all of these characters, all of this story, all of this background together. So, no, the time frames are not going to be six months to a year. Would you still watch a show that took six whole months in TV time for you to wait for the characters to actually become intimate with each other for a year? Or, you know, like, even the most richest person is going to lose interest with The Chase, six to 12 months. No one wants to watch that. So to right. say that. Watching this these types of shows is now giving permission for women to be promiscuous is naive because women have been getting it in since been getting it in. That's just how it works. And to be
4: been able
3: getting, to in, okay, so to see women who are career minded, who up until this season Issa Issa was with Lawrence five years prior. We came in on the last bit of the fifth year of their relationship. So without having to see all of the background of that relationship, the fact that we are totally, you know, some people are totally, like, destroying Issa because she's had one slip-up within this relationship that's not a marriage, but she, you know, that there were issues with, I think we're kind of giving a whole lot to characters and putting a lot on people based on fiction. And I think a lot of it is we need to see that it is still fiction and look more into it. A lot of, a lot of you have Isa for a sister, a cousin, a niece, a daughter, an ex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got Mollys as your sisters, your daughters. Your, you know, we can. And that's why shows like this take off the way that they do because we see ourselves, see who we're trying to be. We see the fight, the struggle. There's so many of the court. so many of the scenes within Insecure where they're talking about. The racial situations and work, how many times as black women we have to explain what's going on for white women, white people, you know, just it's so much that mm-hmm. gets packed into 30 minutes to reduce it to just she's getting it in with a bunch of different people or she's a hoe. And the fact that she goes through a whole phase, the fact she had to ask to be taught how to be a hoe as a brown woman to tell you something yeah. about character... <laughs> in itself But if you harp on the fact that she had to ask Her bestie how to be a hoe, And mind you they're both grown ass women Still should say and give you Something about who these women are And it should you know like Chill out it's a show so that's what I got to say About it
4: That's what I got to say about that Well okay I'm back I'm No, I mean and I wow. think A lot of the, the consensus on the post were, you know, pretty much saying the same thing, that first of all, when was it ever not normal for people that's single to get it in? Like, I mean, it's just because they're saying that it, it's on TV now or saying it publicly, it's supposed to be something totally different, and I just think people need to get off of that um, like, what I call it, lifetime,
1: <laughs> lifetime
4: reality. Like, people need mm-hmm. to get out of that. You they watch Lifetime and think everything is, you know, that's the way life is supposed to go. And if anything that shows a woman making her own choices, it just, they turn it into something, you know, just totally nasty, grimy bottom of the barrel when this is just something normal. And, you know, piggybacking out for of what Q said, you know, not only do we see this in our friends or our family members or whatever, this is some of us are used to be. You know, mm-hmm. or you through something like that. And you never know what that might help you, uh, what might help someone to see, you know, themselves or to see that everybody goes through this or, you know, not to beat yourself up or even if you do see something that you think you did wrong, it's just highlighted for you to reflect on yourself. So, I mean, these type of questions and they're trying to make her out to be a villain or that the show is, you know, trying to subliminally say something is just yeah, it's absurd. So,
1: yeah.
4: you know, no, I don't agree with it. That's a big, fat no for me. I think, Rashad. I think the, yeah, I was going to say, uh,
5: first of all, I 100% agree with you. And um, I think that to add on, my favorite parts of the post in there were where people were basically saying, let these shows live. I mm-hmm. think because um, we want everything to be so picture perfect when it's black it's like we don't want to tell what's really going on. Like, she's not doing anything wrong. And if it was going the opposite, you know what I mean, vice versa, with a dude being in her role, everybody would be cheering it on. How do we know? Because we cheer on power every Sunday, and it has a sex scene every Sunday. Nobody cares. But because the main character is a woman, it's a big deal. It's like, come on, man, let that show live. It's a great show. If you take the time to watch it, you'd understand that that ain't even who she is. No way. It is just a part of this season and what's going on. Um, but it's a dope show. And more than anything, I would just like to say it's a dope show. Shout out to whoever made it. It's a dope show. Yep. And yeah. if you look at
1: the moves yeah, exactly. that she's
3: made in re- after this show hit the ground, and I don't know if people realize she's, it's, it's co-created or co-produced by. Um, Shanda,
5: uh, Shanda Larry, no, she's not I, I was going that's to say a Ray, but I didn't want to be wrong. Larry yeah, she
3: Whitmore, produces, yeah. Larry Wilmore, Larry Wilmore, the dude that used to be on uh, Comedy Central, had the show. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I did see
2: you know what I'm talking about?
3: So he's yeah. co-create. He's the co-creator, I believe. I can check.
2: I'm gonna Google real yeah. quick, but he works for yeah. I saw it You it on there. the credit? I saw, yeah, I
3: saw it on the credit. His name on the hmm And she's working mm-hmm. with Shonda in the future. And Levy. I believe lovey, no actually right. they passed on No A B C but I wouldn't be shocked if we saw Levy on Netflix. Now that Shonda Rhimes has signed this this deal working with uh Netflix, I think she's getting ready to bring her her her, her, her crew right on along with her. Because Issa awesomely lovey, um, those there's and there's a third one, another journalist chick that hangs with them. They're all working together, and she's bringing that whole little crew right along with them yeah, you will this this wow. secure is not it's not the first, but it's definitely not going to be the last big screen mainstream thing we but, see for each right,
5: my favorite chick is little buddy downstairs the uh uh the. the blood. Dude oh, coming upstairs all the time and hit him with it. Hey, you go, you, can I sit on your pouch?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. But also, he said, you show in Butte. Butte, yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: Topic. No, but
4: I want to, what I want to say before we have to wrap it up is that um, uh, other people also mentioned on the post that, you know, Sex in the City shows sex.
1: Mm-hmm. And a lot, a lot, they were a always
4: on the quest for sex, for love, for all this, and and it's never been an issue. But she the season two <laughs> she turned everybody into hot. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here with that. Yeah. D T F O H. Yeah. But it, yeah. So that is well, our hot right. topic. Yep. Yeah. And now, I'm trying to let me get to my notes.
2: It's now we're gonna go right into fashion talk because we run. Are right We do run it uh-uh. all the time today, so we, done, we got to we do we don't all the music. So
1: that's so, right. <laughs> sorry, all right. sorry. Sorry. So we're ready. Yep. I'm ready for the you fire.
2: You can introduce your favorite
1: person. He likes you better yes. than
3: me. I'll stop last week, so I, I, I have it ready. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <don't like>
3: <laughs> I am elated to introduce to you all. If you have not been a listener of The Scoop in the past, you are in for a treat. I am about to bring on Miss Cicely.
7: Victoria, who is our
3: starter, this is our passion talk, and be ready to be ignited from the inside out with insight, with entertainment, intrigue, and light, because Miss Sicily is everything, so bring it on, honey, come on with the fire, we're ready for you, I missed you last week, so I'll come on and give it to me, let's go. Hi, my
1: you. I miss you, honey. Hi. Hi, 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 my cute. Not to,
8: not to dismiss any love to everybody else. I don't want nobody to be rejected. Let's spread it around. Okay. Mm. Yes, Q, she prepared I mean, these notes And this intro, it was just so Pristine, and so This classic, I just hope You know what I'm saying, anybody else who would desire To introduce on any day Would, you know, take the cue From Q, how about that? Take Q from Q, that needs to be a T-shirt Okay Hey, 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 okay, just get my cut, Q, that's all I ask for, get
3: my cut now, you know where it came from
8: (laughs) Okay, hello, Scoop Nation how are we doing? I gave my love to my Scoop Squad, now I gave my love to my Scoop Nation Man, I was actually looking forward to a song, I'm used to a song coming before, but that's all right. I appreciate the respect, Winfrey, and getting the passion talk in, I see you Okay, so, the inner posture uh, A champion, part two We are on today, okay Subtitle, no more breast milk Milk your own cow So listen, we are in our eighth month, right, August. We know eight is the spiritual number of new beginnings. We know we are expecting to champion over the rest of our year in 2017, you guys. We are rounding the corner. We are in our second half of this year. Can you believe it? And we have four more glorious months to go. So I want to make sure that you have the tools that you need, the inner strength that you need, give your inner game strong to finish like a champion, to finish like a warrior. So let me remind you of what posture means, first and foremost. Posture, okay, again, we're talking about the inner posture of a champion. Your posture is your attitude. It's your aspect in a thing. It is your condition. It's your demeanor. It's your disposition. It is your presence. It's where you set yourself. It's your thermostat, okay? It's your state. All right? And you can determine that ahead of time. And what's a champion just so we can all be on the same page? This champion is one that takes first place in any competition. Who is the person that is your competition every day? That would be you. Okay? That would be you. Look in the mirror and say, I'm my own competition. So, and then the champion is a person who fights for or defends a cause or any cause. It's a fighter and a warrior. Um, They win a series of competitions. Okay? As to hold first place Synonyms for champion may be the Distinguished one first the greatest, the head, illustrious, out of sight, out of this world, outstanding. This is who you are, your principal, your prize-winning, your splendid, your super, your superior, your tip-top, your top joy, your top notch, your top flight, and you just top it all, okay? So that is who we are, champions, and I want you to remind yourself of the glory that is resonant on the inside of you to champion over your world, champion over such any situation situation, champion over any uh, aspect of your life. So we're going to pick it up with part two today about the 10 traits, did five in the part one. Go back and listen to that if you missed it, but this is part two today, starting with number six uh, about your inner posture of a champion. Number six is resilience, you guys, resilience. Uh, Firestarter's definition of resilience is bounce back, okay, your bounce back, your inner strength. Um, your, I want you to, I, give my, I tell my clients all the time, there's this old-school toy by the name of a Weeble Wobble, right? Y'all remember Weeble Wobbles? So the Weeble Wobble toy was a big, like, inflated dump right? But it had a, oh, a mm-hmm. heavy weight on the bottom of it, right? Which caused it to get punched um, numerous times innumerable amount of times, but it'll bounce right back up, right? You remember the song, Weeble Wobble, but they don't fall down, right? So yeah. I want you, okay, in your own lives to think of yourself as a Weeble Wobble, okay? I want you to be able for life to throw you any punch that it has come in your way, and you are not afraid of it because you have a heavy weight weight on the bottom of you, on the inside of you. I want you to ooh, say a lot on that. You are waited, okay, for um, the situation that's coming. You're weighted for the punch that's coming. So you're not afraid of it because you're going to bounce right back up. Okay, I want you to know you can never be defeated or destroyed or taken out of the game. Remember, everyone, it's not about the cards you've been dealt It's about how you play your hand. So play your hand strong, okay? Forget the cards in your hand, all right? It's all about how you work your cards. So work it. Number seven. Number seven inner posture of a champion is to have trust, to be a champion of trust. Listen, we must champion over the place of trust in our lives, Um, Because one of the biggest assignment trainings you can ever provide for yourself is to have more courage and confidence is to develop your trust capacity. It is vital. It's everything. Um, So I want you to train yourself in this place of trust uh, every day to relinquish your hope, to let go of any outcomes, to uh, have faith, to yield, to jump in, right? Those who are challenged with control, okay, to hold hold on, to, to be in the driver's seat, all right, don't nobody have to raise their hand, because I'm sure not going to raise mine, all right, so <laughs> we have to learn how to trust in greater capacities, all right, so that is a trait you must develop, you must have, you must fight for, in order to have the inner posture of a champion. Number eight, you guys, number eight, Um, and you know what, at the end, I'm going to review them all, because um, yeah, we're we're doing really good on time. So number eight, uh, the first five that is, so you'll just have the concept. Number eight is risk. Number eight is risk, everyone. Risk, risk, risk. Um, you must risk in order to have the inner posture of a champion. Now listen, risk is the identical twin of trust, okay? So you can't really trust without risk, all right? And you won't risk without trust. They work together, all right? So just think of them as identical twins, all right? And if you're waiting, let me encourage you. If you're waiting for the time when you have no fear, because typically we don't um, risk because we fear, right, or we have feelings of fear. So if you're waiting for the time when you'll have no fear, let me let you know you'll be waiting until the grave, Okay. You will die first for certain before all fearful feelings will go away from you. All right. So I encourage you, and I know it's scary, but many times uh, the things that will be most glorious in your life, you are going to have to do afraid sometimes. I know. That's hurtful, That's harmful to hear. I know some, some of y'all even felt that tangibly when I said it <laughs> because, you know, it's just not a comfortable position to be in, but you must do it afraid. Listen, I'm going to give You life work on this one, okay? There is this mini book that is everything, all right? It was written many years ago um, by Joyce Meyer. And it's a mini book, very easy read, called Do It Afraid. I need you to go and find that book on Amazon and on online somewhere. If you don't have it in your library, it will change your life, okay? Do It Afraid by Joyce Meyer. That's your life work. And then after you read it, all right, it's very quick read. You can read it in one sitting. Start mm-hmm. small with your risk taking, okay, and then build from there. Listen, great in your life will never come until you lessen. Uh, uh, no, well, great will never lessen in your life. Sorry, until you practice taking greater risks. I'll say that again. Greatness will never less lessen in your life until you practice taking greater risks in the areas that you need it most. Listen, I used to be one that had fawning fear. I mean, great levels of trepidation, you guys, in two particular areas, fear of failure and fear of the unknown particularly because of my relationship with perfectionism in times past, because of my learned conditioning of having to be do it right and be right all of the time, okay? Another story, another um, passion talk. But listen, um The fire starter learned by risking and trusting and relinquishing and yielding and being okay with making mistakes and being kind to myself and forgiving of myself and not um, practicing self-hate or condemnation or blame on myself. When I made Mm -hmm. a mistake, I learned how to um, let go and be healed um, of fear of failure and fear of the unknown. Because in reality – You guys, if you're going to live life, okay, as a human and not a robot, we're going to have to embrace some failure and we're going to have to embrace some unknown things. So that's just it. So do know that the more you trust and the more you risk, the less you'll fear. I'll say that again. The more you trust and the more you risk, the less you will fear. There are all different mm. kinds of fears, you guys. You can have fear of success. You can have fear of failure. You can have fear of the future. You can have fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. You can have fear of change. You can have all these kinds of fears. I want you to examine yours, okay? We all have them in a dominant area. That's your life's work. Examine where your dominant fear is, okay, and then challenge yourself in that fear. Confront it. Don't retreat, don't run away from it Run towards it, okay Trust what you, listen, trust is what you believe This is how trust and risk work together Trust is what you believe And risk is what you do to demonstrate what you believe Trust and risk Are the remedy to conquer your fears For the rest of your life, they truly are Trust and risk. If you don't remember anything else, remember trust and risk, and make them your best friends. So I encourage you, okay? And I charge you to get in the game. Either start a listen. I've got you. I got you. Two major things you can do real right now. Or maybe not right now, but you can do in the soon future.
1: Okay, <laughs> that's gonna help
8: you. You can't do it tomorrow. It's gonna take some time. But you could do one of these on tomorrow. Listen, you can start a business or you can get married, all right? Those are the two huge ways you can put trust and risk to work immediately, okay? Wow. Immediately. You can start a business or you can get married. I promise you, trust and risk is going to be in high form. <laughs>
1: really? okay, You can do this immediately.
8: Immediately, you don't even have to conjure it up. Trust me, it's gonna be working. Okay. So, number nine, number nine. You must have faith. You must have faith. Okay. Remember, uh, we've been taught we gotta have faith. Okay. So, of champion needs faith to practice trust and risk. This is what you need to practice trust and risk. Is to have faith. My definition of faith is believing in the finish of what we cannot see. Faith is a preventative declaration of winning every time. Oh, please hear that. It is a preventative declaration of winning every time. Faith does not have to wait for what you can see, right? Faith declares that I have it before it comes. So faith is to never listen. Faith, how you help to practice that, is just be open to the experience and know that you never lose Faith never causes you to lose, but rather, you may always learn. Listen, when you um, exercise faith, you never lose. Rather, you always learn, though. Faith is believing in an unseen realm, okay? Faith is putting your stake in the ground concerning what you have no clue about, aside from your inner witness, that tells you that your answer is yes, okay? Please hear me. Faith... Okay, is that which will tell you This is a sure thing Okay, it will happen Listen, without you having a timeline Without you having the steps to success All you need is a seed All you need is a seed Bed of faith And it is enough, okay So the finished work The finished work is your seed If you're a visionary like I am If you can see the finish of a thing That is your seed and your encouragement To keep going Hello When you um, can see the finish of something, you know that it's only a matter of time before it manifests. So my former pastor, Dr. Winston, used to say, a seed can meet any need." So I encourage you to go find your seed. And lastly, for the inner posture of a champion um, on this Passion Talk today is love, love. We couldn't end this thing without love, you guys. Love is a vehicle for all of the other traits to work. It is the driving force. Love drives it, and primarily self-love first. So my question to you is, how much do you love yourself and your destiny enough to war for ingratitude, to war and humility, in giving and sacrifice and compassion and resilience, and trust, and risk and faith and in love? Why do I call it a war? because all of those demonstrations will take you outside of your body for sure, and they will make you very uncomfortable if you're doing it right, okay? So all of those things have nothing to do with you. That's the point. An inner posture of a champion, okay, with all of those things, these are our principles. I'll say it one more time. Gratitude, humility, giving, sacrifice, compassion, resilience, trust, risk, faith, and love. Is going to take you outside of your body, okay? And you got to war for it. Because you need love, and I need love. Because everybody needs love. Oh, yeah. Everybody needs
1: love. Come here.
8: Everybody needs love. So I want to remind you. That we are champions and we are always winners. Okay, I'm a winner. How about you? <laughs> That's our passion song for this evening. Any questions, comments, or concerns from our uh, people?
1: Oh,
2: I uh,
1: missed you last week. Yes. Who wrote, who wrote that song? You was just saying. You know, what? okay. You win for now. She win a friend. He does not have. He does not have one event, okay, where he does not get into trouble. You know, I be trying, okay. I want you to
8: see the fire starter trying hard, but he always gotta do something.
1: We always gotta do
8: something, y'all. Winifred! Winifred! I'm a vessel. So
1: if I decide
8: to know who the artist is, then you know. gotta grab the song and keep on moving. I'm Listen, true, I don't know who the artist is. Winifred, <laughs> you tell us who the artist is.
2: Okay, I don't know. I'm just messing with you. All right. You so, see what I'm saying? You see uh, what I'm saying?
8: Okay, that's all right. <laughs> so, Anybody else? <laughs> He's had his time. Did not you write a book? You just wrote a book. You know, I don't think you've thought. I you. did write a book, then I, I do that. I have you. a habit of doing that. Go
2: tell them, you them
8: where they can get your
1: book. Where they pick up your
8: you book? <laughs> <laughs> books coming soon. You know, you're gonna get plenty books out of me. All right. You just a you, you just hold hold tight hold tight till you see. We gonna get you plenty of bestsellers. Trust. Okay. Can they? Where can they
2: get your current <laughs> book at?
8: My current book, you can get on uh, Amazon.com, you guys. It's three ways to be your best self or at least a better self at any time. Um, Feel free to inbox me directly for the link or otherwise just um, Google, you know, Amazon and Cicely Victoria or three ways to be your best self and it'll pop up, okay? I'm the first in the queue. (laughs) I'm the first in the queue. Thank. I thank you so much for your support and all of you all in Scoop Nation. I love you guys to life. You know that. If there's no more questions, comments, or concerns before my tailcoat is pulled by you know, <laughs> Mr. Winifred. I'm going to co- <laughs> I'm going to close out. But you guys, I love your Life. Listen. Until next time, I want you to stay in purpose, stay in power, stay in passion, and stay on fire. This is Cicely Victoria, owner and founder of Passion International. My business tree is to help train and equip people to find their voice of identity, so they can stop people pleasing and be empowered, encourage confidence and communication. I'm the queen of empowerment. I set people's lives on fire for a living. That's why they call me the fire starter. Until next time, stay passionate. I love you. Peace. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you, honey. <clears throat> yeah. All right. That's,
2: that's what's up. Um, uh, all right. So I guess we got closing remarks, huh? And listen, listen, I'm about to, I'm, and she ended on time. Look at God. <laughs> only do it. We got back, we only got do back, on, we got back on schedule. He made a way. He made a way. Anyway. All right. Um, He's always on time. Come on. He might not come when you want him. (laughs) Always on time. (laughs) time. All right. So final words. We got closing remarks. So let me start with Kels. I'll let you go
4: first. Um, had a good time on the show as always. Um, covering the topics. Love our guests. Like I am so impressed with the guests that we had. I am going to order some books. I am definitely referring people to um, prep you. I think that was an awesome segment that we did, and I just want everybody to have a great and productive week.
2: You got something going on coming up for Curvy Kids? You got something coming up for Curvy Kids? Oh,
4: um. Yes, in a couple in a couple of months. Be on the lookout for information about actually a partnership with the scoop and with Rent a Big Man Clothing. We will be having our Halloween Black Cat Party, so be looking for that information to come strolling down your timeline. Can't wait to have some fun with you guys. Yeah, me too.
1: All, cool. cool. All right, be
5: crazy, cousin. You up? <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I had a great time. Um, it it was really fun just hanging out with the guys, you know, awesome. Great guests, you know, can't wait to do it again. Definitely, definitely Q.
3: Um, as always, I enjoy myself thoroughly, even with our, hey, Wait a minute, we got time. Shout out to our minimal technical difficulties on this fine Tuesday afternoon. I was not here <laughs> last Tuesday, not sure how it went, but y'all, I am here for our technical difficulty free. Aside from that first few in the beginning, we ain't we going to give you a pass on that because the intro was so on point. I'm just going to just roll on past it. <laughs> just <past that.
8: laughs> say shout out to our,
1: our, our tech
3: free, our tech difficulty free evening. So I'm here for that. But aside from that. Um, great show. Sign your babies up for prep you if you've got little girls going into the sixth grade. I'm signing my Maya up. Um, I think this will be amazing. Also, get Candy King because that is just how innovative and amazing was that for him to be able to break Let's something go. down for our kids in a way that they can understand. I I'm mm-hmm. here for that. So um Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy yourselves. Check on your strong people. Check on your people. Love on your people. Give a hug. Show some love. Be light. Be
8: peace. See ya. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, Let's see. So I got a couple things. First of all, thank you um, to everybody who listened. Um, You guys are the real MVP. So we thank you for um, being here every week and supporting us. to our guest uh, Marcus Mathematics Johnson, and to Miss uh, Doctor, excuse me, to Doctor Christine Turk Kirk, uh, thank you. Um, both of your businesses are phenomenal. Um, we need more. I mean, I don't know how better else to get us to understand. We need more people in mathematics, um, and making yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
2: it uh, palatable and easier for us to learn um, is awesome. So please go and support uh, Marcus's book. Um, Getting by getting that and introducing math to our to our kids uh, at an early age, Um, or the earlier the better, and easy, especially if he's also and he's also putting in economics and uh, entrepreneurship. So definitely go again, go to his website uh, tangentlearning.com and pick that up. Um, Go for Dr. Christina Kirk. I mean, y'all know if you guys have listened, followed me at all, you know how I feel about Sally Mae and her wicked self. so if you can get through and just if you, understanding the difference between starting life or starting your professional life without having to pay student loans is huge. Um, student loan debt mm-hmm. is the largest, absolutely the largest debt in this country. So if you can remove yourself from not having to pay um, student loans and still be able to, you know, do what you love, get a, uh, the career that you love, it completely changes the trajectory of your life because you're not starting starting behind $50,000, $70,000. You're able to start at zero, uh, and that's a whole different, you know, that's a whole different level to, um, to start off your professional career with. So um, definitely check out PrepU. Um, to Cicely Victoria, appreciate you. Always, you're the best. Uh, Q, Rashad, Kales, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Also, all right, so I said thank you to everybody. Um, Nuvo Exposure, if you guys have not gotten your copy of Nuvo Exposure, do that today go to www.nuvoexposure.org it's a free publication on the Global Drive Network and we definitely want you guys to support it uh, men and women can get a lot of good stuff, Kelly Johnson is one of our writers, Sharada Cawthorn uh, is our editor um, again, it's a free publication that we offer you guys because we want to again, it talks about faith, finances um, it talks about family um, there's uh, fitness, health and fitness information in there. We also have a book club. So most people don't know. We all actually I know we have a book club. Since I got three minutes, I can tell you how it is. We actually have a book club <laughs> that meets um, every Monday night online. So if you guys have not gone to the Nubo Exposure page, this y'all, we're doing some dope stuff. I don't think people get it. If you go to the Nubo Exposure page yeah. um, on Facebook, you'll see that on Monday nights, um we have a book club, and they go through a chapter a week and have a discussion group online, so anybody can um, join this. Uh, and then also, uh, we have a fitness group. Um, so, I mean, that, that every day um, we have a fitness instructor that gives, instructor, excuse me, that gives us those um, through her exercise routine with us every morning. So, I mean, we're doing some awesome things at Global Drive Network um, that you guys, I'm not sure, I really just don't think everybody knows. Uh, also, indie artists, you guys have slowed down sending us your music. Um, so, if you're an independent artist um, and we want to play your music, we want to support your music. So, send it all genres, radio edits only, please. Um, and again, all genres, radio edits only, please. We want to support your um, project. We want to support your music so we can help you. Uh, we can help get the word out on what you're doing. So, uh, and then on Wednesdays, the word on Wednesday. Um, we've got that up and going. And then uh, Rashad is leading a group uh, where we've got some, some really cool uh, activities coming up, especially in the Oklahoma City area, that I want you guys to keep the lookout. Last but definitely not least, um, Thanksgiving and Christmas this year, we are feeding families. Um, so Global Drive Network is going to be feeding families um, in the following cities, so in Oklahoma City, in Tulsa, uh, in Chicago, in Atlanta, And in, what am I missing? What am I missing? Dallas. Dallas. Dallas and Houston. Yeah. So in those cities, we've got um, leaders who are going to be leading um, an initiative where you can, um, but we're going to be feeding people. So more information to join. uh, So you guys can help and give to that, too. So other than that, that's all I got. I got to use all my time. Thank you all for for listening. We really, 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 really appreciate you guys. I hope you have a good rest of your week. If you have not shared the show, please share the show, um, because we really are just trying to make a difference. We really want to raise a generation by changing the conversation. So with everything going on, uh, we've got to continue to do things that progress us and make us better. So have a good rest of your week. We appreciate you. We love you. um, And have a good rest of your week. Good night. Oh, and shout-out to the Food Nation. I forgot. I almost forgot about you. All right, i've a
1: good night. Within yourself